Welcome to the 34th episode of the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. Today is more of a supplemental episode on packing for a cruise, and this time we're going to focus on packing for an Alaskan cruise. The biggest thing to keep in mind when packing for a cruise to Alaska, and this is really the same for any cruise, not just a Disney cruise, um, is the weather is pretty dynamic, and not just throughout the cruise, it could be hour by hour changes in port. Uh, I mean, during our cruise in 2017, we experienced a mix of weather conditions from cold and rainy to blue skies all in the same day. Uh, but we also had days where it was full on blue skies and sunshine and days that was, you know, would have been a rain out. Obviously, there's going to be some ch- differences in the weather between the early May sailing or the, the early sailings in late May versus when you get to that, you know, July and those July and August Alaskan sailings. Uh, you know, in the early part of the season, it's going to be obviously much colder. There's still a good amount of snow. So something to consider when you're going to Alaska, uh, how much cooler it might be. Also, you know, more opportunities to see more snow places. What? Snow. What was that? Snow. Are you allowed to say that four-letter word on the podcast? Sure. I think it's, it's a, Alaska. It's a swear word. We've never found snow. Never touched it. <laughs> We've I, been looking I, for snow. Hashtag poor Isabel. LOL, no. Anyway. I actually found that packing for Alaska was harder than packing for Norway and Iceland, if you can believe that. I I don't know. I. I think we'll get into this a little more, but I think we were over... Did a little overpacking. We can be more streamlined for Alaska next time because we really focused on additional layers for like to combat the cold, the rain, misty kind of weather as well that we did not take into, not really need to worry about in Norway and Iceland. And we took boot. I mean, you guys took boots. Scott, I disagree with you. We didn't overpack for Alaska. In fact, you brought one pair of jeans, oh, yeah. which I believe you were like, <laughs> I can't believe I only brought one pair of jeans. <laughs> Now, I brought two and we washed them, but um, I think you need to take that statement back. There was room for a tux, but not another pair of jeans. I don't know where our priorities are. The tux comes with another pair of shoes. True story. And we're flying, not driving to the port. So that happens. So just for a couple comparisons, you know, obviously for those of you that are readers, we live in Florida. We grew up and were born and raised in Ohio, so we're well-versed in cold weather temperatures. Um, we've been in Florida now for over 11 years and, um, we don't own very much cold weather things. Although Scott owns the most of all of us because once the temperature dips below 80, he cannot handle it anymore. It's rough. It's rough. So, um, the way we pack for a cruise, which Scott has already done another podcast and, and blog post and touring plans post, um, we have a running spreadsheet basically that we keep in numbers on our iPad and, you know, syncs in the phone, the cloud, all that good stuff. And we use that. So it makes it very easy for us when it comes packing for a cruise. We also have a, a bag that stays in our closet with things that we... The essentials. Pretty much always take. Like I have one, you know, cosmetic bag that has medicines and Band-Aids and, and the same stuff every time. So makes it very easy. Um what we had to kind of do differently was the layering effect. Um, and luckily because 
we can't really handle cold weather very well in Florida, we do have some things already. So one of the things we really like um, for layering is it's a brand called 32 Degree Heat. We actually found it at Costco, but you can get it on Amazon as well. I mean, Scott and I are almost 40, so if you guys remember the old thermal long johns <laughs> that everybody used to wear, which they still sell, Isabel's gotten them at Target. The 32 degree heat is great um, and very reasonable. And Isabel, who is a tiny little thing, wears them under her pajamas when it's cold in Florida, but it's, it's a perfect material. So... Um, we found that that is an excellent base layer. I don't, Scott and I don't have the 32 degree heat pants, but we found for the upper layer that that worked out really well. So pretty much in all the ports, we wore, um, jeans, um, Isabel as well. And then the first layer was the 32 degree heat. Um, Scott, did you, did you wear the 32 degree heat? I don't have any 32 degree heat items. Oh, that's because we don't like you. So no, it's, We'll get you some next time, but no. you you did layer up though. You had a long sleeve shirt on. Yeah, I'm I'm a pro at layering up. Yeah, Scott is a pro at layering up. So big proponent as well. Then we did like you know we wear these sweatshirt type materials that are we wear the Vineyard Vine Shep shirts, which we all have, including Isabel. It, it's basically like a sweatshirt, just a little more form fitting, um, which is appropriate because then the layer after that we did was. Uniqlo, which has a store at Disney Springs and also an, is an online retailer as well, um, they wear have those awesome packable um, down jackets. They, I saw some at BJ's a Wholesale Club this year too. So it's a popular thing where you can actually roll a down jacket into a very very small size. One of those airplane like travel pillow neck pillows takes up more space than a rolled up. They're amazing. You know, lightweight jacket. These lightweight jackets. So. Um, you probably use it as a travel pillow too, if you really wanted to. I got one in the store. Uh, they retail for about eighty dollars. I got mine for. It happened to be the color was half price because of the, you know, it was on clearance because of the, that was the color that they sold. I, I I don't care. It was brown. I've used it several times. I even worked to Hollywood Studios. There's a picture of us around Christmas with me with it on. I really like it. It has a hood. Um, Isabel has one. Scott has a vest um, that he got for Christmas because he likes to layer up. He's a core guy. He bought a he brought a fleece coat, which actually at times was too much. Yeah, I was I was starting to sweat and having to take off layers and reason being is on. because the layer after that are our Columbia raincoat shells, which Isabel, Scott, and I all love. They are a staple. They're packable. We keep them in our trunk. They're essential for Florida rains. And it. Actually, right now, Costco has them. I think I saw them at Costco. They've got the packable raincoats they in do. their clothing Packable section. raincoats are amazing. So, the, you know, they're lightweight. They also kind of double as a windbreaker, you know, if you're up on deck and, and brisk winds and port. And they work out well for, you know, that last layer, and you can take it on and off throughout the day. So that's basically how we started our port days, layered like that. One day when we were in Skagway, the sun was shining, and I was able to, it wasn't raining, so obviously the raincoat goes, which is fine. I'm carrying a backpack. It's packable. So I packed it back up. Didn't need the Uniqlo down jacket because the sun was shining. It was warm. Again, it's packable. So I was able to roll that back up and put it back in its sleeve and just go around with my 
you know, 32 degree heat in my sweatshirt and it worked out great. Um, so the layers are a perfect way. Having items that are packable like that are awesome because when you take them off, you're not just like shoving a coat into a backpack. It doesn't take up a lot of room and it's very light. I didn't mind wearing a backpack. In fact, I used the free um, Castaway Club triangular DCL backpack, which if you guys have seen it, it doesn't hold much. It doesn't hold much, but it held our packable mm-hmm. coats very easily and it was light. So, yeah. and then we're the we're also the the type of folks that take our uh, lanyards off as soon as we get into port. So those go in there as well. So I mean, it was no problem. That's just a habit of the Caribbean ports where you're a target. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Yeah. You want to go on a port adventure? <laughs> right, exactly. Isabel, what what anything to add to oh. to your? Not really. We pretty much covered it, right? I, sure. The other thing, I, I mean, we have the raincoats, but I also took rain pants, which one day I was glad I had because then my jeans were not soaked as well, given the fact that I'd only. Scott did something different than the rest of us on that cruise because he kept getting wet. Isabel and I seemed to be fine. My jeans never got soaked. My shoes never got soaked, but Scott would come back and pants were wet, shoes were wet. I, yeah, we I, all were together, but... Well, no, there were a couple of times, even on deck, like when we were in Endicott Arm and uh, Hubbard Glacier, the upper deck, it was kind of misty and raining, so it was really wet up there. And, you know, if anything, my sh- my sh- feet were getting wet and the bottom half of my jeans. But in the one day we were in port, it was, it was pretty much a rain out for... I don't know, 75% of the day? Yeah. So It was raining. I was That's where we love deck four. Mm-hmm. That, was in, that was in Ketchikan where it rained. I mean, we got there, it was foggy and rainy. and We had rain in Ketchikan. We had rain in Juneau, and the fog in mm-hmm. Juneau was, was yeah. pretty hefty t- as well. But it, it still didn't, oh. it didn't put a damper on anything at all. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why we brought the stuff, because we knew that... Regardless of the weather, we we're going to go out into port. And we know. kept hearing we got lucky in Skagway with the warm and the sun. Yeah, I mean, it's not so often I see, you know, pictures of blue skies in Alaska on, you know, with the cruise ships, <laughs> with the Disney cruise ship. In right. Port. Although we did go in July and not May, so yeah. helpful. Um, I brought uh, Salcony trail shoes, so like running shoes that are for the trail. And there was a place that we... When we were in Juneau, we took this sky tram up and we hiked around the smallest like circular trail and it was a little rainy, but those shoes were, were perfect for that. Um, I didn't bring any sort of rain boots. Isabel did. She brought boots. Um, I didn't bring any boots or anything. My feet weren't soaked and those were perfect because the traction was great on them. Um, I actually still have them and the next time we go to Alaska, I'll, I'll bring them again for that. Um, Scott, on the other hand, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, he throws so, caution to the wind. If if you look back at my packing for our cruise, I didn't really take much, and I really, really underpacked. And I didn't take my own advice on you, making a list and following. You did a list. underpack for Alaska. I did a lot of extra laundry, and I'm fine doing laundry. It's a great way to save on you know, packing, but one pair of jeans, I, I really didn't bring any clothes. <laughs> and 
you know, the one thing I skimped on were shoes. I just brought the shoes I was planning, you know, going to use in the gym and my regular, they're just running tennis shoes. And you wore those on the plane. You know, lightweight running tennis yep. shoes that I wore, you know, pretty much wore my standard shoe to wear around. And up on deck when it was wet, they got wet. When we were in port, when it was wet, they got wet. And running shoe, just general basic running shoes that I'm wearing around don't offer any traction on these trails and these you know trails are not like i don't know they get slick they get muddy they're not really they're they're off-road trails you know it's not like a disney-fied trail if you will where it's manicured gravel it's mud it's cliff it's unsafe steps so i didn't really plan for the shoe wear and my feet were wet a lot I ended up washing my shoes at one point, which I was, here's a good tip. It didn't work out well because the soles not, of the shoes shrunk. If you're going to wash your shoes, don't throw the insoles into the dryer to dry them. Because in my case, they shrank. And that was a whole other issue, having smaller insoles in my shoe than the shoe. Oh, What we did for Isabel was actually great. Um, she, we just had some, they're... Jimboree sells them every year. They're riding boots, so they're just brown boots. They're not um, rain boots or anything like that. They're like they're not designer boots, but they're just a, they come in brown and black. Um, they were kind of worn when we went there, and then um, she went through all these things in Alaska with them. We just threw them away at the end of the cruise and didn't bring them back with us, and just bought her a new pair um, in the fall, and that worked out well because that was less you know, space for packing, but, um, you know, that, that was something that worked out well for, you know, taking a child is maybe take something old or older shoes or older, um, you know, tennis shoes, things like that, that you can just leave there and not even, and, you know, have that as room for a souvenir, but it worked for her. They were comfortable and, you know, those we do have, she gets them all the time. She has like rain boots, but those aren't really comfortable to walk around in. I mean, they're fine for like the puddle jumping kind of, mm -hmm. but I mean, we go to the ports and we are get a lot of steps in, even in the Caribbean. I mean, we're walking, mm -hmm. so you have to be comfortable in your footwear. Yeah. You can't dress for fashion. You have to have practicality, you know, being practical and you have to use functionality. So those are, I think we're also hints. Um, the other thing is, obviously, we we were on a nine-night Alaskan cruise, so we did laundry. And we were only there for one night before. And we flew home the day uh, that we got off of the ship because we had to. But um, we did laundry. And Scott and we have we do laundry on seven-night Caribbean cruises. So we like to put away clean clothes instead of unpacking when we get home and having a whole bunch of laundry to do. But in Alaska, it was necessary. So, I mean, I didn't bring gym clothes for nine nights. And I, I go to the gym every day. So, uh, you know, we had to obviously wash that stuff. Wash pajamas, wash. I mean, so, yeah, we did laundry. Um, I did one pair of dress shoes that went with everything for dinner. So, literally brought one pair of black open-toed heels and that was enough for me. Scott brought one pair of dress shoes as well. And then his tuck shoes. But again, the same. He was able to wear the same shoes every night. And if you're just getting dressed for dinner, you know, because we still dress for dinner. You guys who are readers, you know that you see our photos. We like to dress up for dinner. 
um, Scott could wear a pair of pants, you know, one or two nights or, or three nights even. Because if you're just wearing them for dinner, just changing for dinner, they're not really dirty. And then just take a different shirt or a different tie. Um, so it, wor- it worked out well for us, um, you know, as far as those things go. The uh, I, I would definitely save room in your luggage for the shoes to wear ashore than, you know, going with your evening or onboard outfits. It's a, I don't know, lesson learned in my, you know, on for me. I'm definitely going to look at a better shoes situation for walking around the ports. Definitely. I don't need something that is kind of more trail friendly. Also, you know, a little more weather, water resistant, even if I buy something and, you know, buy that, what's that like waterproofing spray that you could spray on shoes or tent here, you know, for tents, just something extra. Um, but you know, again, like I said, whatever's the most comfortable to walk around in the other, just something else to think about is, you know, like in the camping sections of like sporting goods stores or even at target in the camping section, they sell $1 like disposable ponchos you know, having like, you know, a couple of those just in case, you know, or to like throw on, throw over your book bag. If your book bag's not water, waterproof as well. Just, uh, that's something to, nice to have in your kind of back pocket, if you will, in your bottom of the backpack to, you know, keep things dry. Or I don't know if you're, you know, out on a, a boat on a fishing excursion, you know, not a fishing excursion, but a whale watching trip. It might be got that mist or if there are benches someplace you want to sit down throw that down uh, Emily said that we used the Castaway Club backpack that was given to us that worked but you know depending you might want to bring your own depending on how much stuff you think you might be carrying throughout the day because I think it might be a good idea to at least take a refillable water bottle or you know something like that to put water in I mean, you're in Alaska. There's pl- plenty of f- places to fill up with fresh drinking water. And, you know, even though you're not in the Caribbean where hydration's more important, you still could be out there being active and you want to hydrate throughout the day. And so a water ball in your backpack. And gloves, you know, <laughs> something small, but it's never fun to walk around with freezing hands or like I said we're <clears throat> we're kind of a, adapted to the uh, Florida climate so that's where our you know you know that's kind of where we're comfortable with the weather so Alaska while that climate might be <laughs> drastic a drastic change for us it might not be for others so you're going to have to be your own judge on you know the temperatures you're talking maybe 30s 40s and 50s and rainy or you know, 60s, 70s on a sunny day, you know, anywhere in between, you know, and can change from hour to hour, morning to night, whatever the case may be. So you got to just, fortunately, you kind of have to be prepared for a little of everything. And, you know, your cruise might be all of one or all the other or just a mixed bag. So it's, that's the hard part, you know, for me, you know, thinking about what to pack, and that's why I like to do layers, and it's easy to adapt to that. Sunglasses are also very helpful in Alaska. I mean, you might think, 
dreary skies, but no, I think it's, it's helpful. Oh, it's rainy. Oh, it's always cloudy. Oh, it's cold place. There must be clouds. <laughs> Sunglasses are helpful. I mean, even if, you know, you're just whale watching, a good pair, you know, a pair of polarized sunglasses is great. Just kind of knock that reflection, those reflections down, you know, trying to spot the whales on the water as you're sailing around. And we're, you know, it's just a sunny day. And the same token, you know, bring some sunscreen for a sunny day, at least for your face, whatever's exposed. You don't want to. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, we, we lucked out towards the end of the cruise. It was full on sun. I mean, definitely could have gotten. I mean, obviously, you're not, you're not dealing with, you know, the Caribbean sun, but still, and things go. Um, it might seem cliche, you know, one of the most things that's on every cruise packing list wherever it is are binoculars now that's not something we've ever really packed for any cruise like i said it's a little cliche but it's always helpful it's always fun and you know i think alaska is where you definitely want to err on the side of let's take some binoculars so you can see like up in the mountains when you're passing through a a fjord yeah, you could see like a mountain goat, mm-hmm. or far out in the water, maybe a seal on an iceberg, or right. a, uh, it's, it's or definitely a, it's definitely helpful. Whale. And uh, the good thing about it is, you know, we found people like out on deck four are often willing to share for a little bit. You know, hey, look at this. This is really cool. You know, just the excitement of seeing something really cool. You know, on the edge of the water or something, they'll often share. But it's I found we just had, a, you know, one of those smaller, you know, pairs. And that didn't really, you know, a zoom on the camera was probably better than those binoculars. But, that was true. But yeah, that's that's something that I consider getting a decent pair just to kind of see some of those whale watching and whatnot. Um, that being said, you know, if you obviously... You're going to want a camera in Alaska. Oh, yeah. There's so much to see. There's so much. That's a, I'm Sure. You want to see it not through a lens or a viewfinder, but if you can, if you have access to long glass, get it, take it. I'm still kicking myself for not taking up Buddy's offer. Uh, ben, on he's at BDH Photos on Twitter. He uh, offered up a 300-millimeter lens, I think, or a 400 and I didn't want to take it because I don't want to be responsible for it. <laughs> but going there, the I think he even had a uh, magnifier as well on that. So that would have been very helpful because all I, I was maxed out at 200 millimeters. And, you know, the mountain goats we saw, you know, in Endicott are still specs in that photo. Take the, take the camera equipment you have, whatever you got. There's so much to see and document we we talked about shoes and you know for the ports but something we found that was pretty awesome on board slippers someone went to the fire drill and not the fire drill <laughs> the mustard, mustard drill <laughs> <in them. laughs> yeah. I don't want to say fire on a ship that was nice I mean just even in the stateroom having a pair of slippers is nice do you want to pack a swimsuit or leave it at home well if, if you're adventurous and really want to go in the pool, pack a swimsuit. Even without not wanting to, you know, pool or no pool, you might be interested in going in a hot tub. 
after like a day ashore walking around hiking what have you that might be something you're interested in you know, really swim seats don't take up that much space so it's worth considering taking it's you know it's up to you we we take it even though definitely didn't use the pools that was not even really an option uh, except one day it was actually very warm yeah one day it was close to being you know for isabel at least pool tolerant temperatures uh but definitely if you think you might want to go in the hot tub throw it in your bag at least you have it and you're not going down to the shop and overpaying for swim trunks or swimsuit yeah definitely uh i guess you can also get one in port uh so somebody was asking about insect repellent obviously that's a big thing with the zika virus you know down in the bahamas and the caribbean and whatnot but I don't know. Did Emily, did you feel that we need... I don't remember needing insect repellent. I had no issues with insects. And we were, I don't know, we were in, you know, a forest area for some of the time. We were in, you know, port area. You know, we were in a couple different environments, and I didn't have any issues with bugs. Obviously, your mileage will vary, and things like that are sometimes seasonal, so... If you have one of those like small bottles, it might be worth having. I mentioned this earlier too that you know we're we're fans of doing laundry on a ship, and obviously nobody wants to spend their vacation time doing laundry. But you know when you're talking about air tra- air, air flights, luggage, families, all this other stuff, layers for being outside, you know it does you know play a role in how we pack at least that. You know, even my underpacking on our Alaskan cruise, it's like I'd rather do laundry than, you know, having to pay an extra luggage fee at the airport for my bags. Especially depending on the bulkiness of your stuff and weight. And Isabel actually had a great idea when we were kind of talking about things for this podcast. And what was that idea, Isabel? Um, so you can mail stuff home if you, like, had a lot of souvenirs and like they wouldn't fit in your luggage and you wanted to just mail those mm-hmm. or like say your yeah. souvenirs or you just somehow i don't know yeah i say mostly it would be souvenirs yeah souvenirs or if you just have some bulky stuff say you're staying in vancouver afterwards and you don't really need everything you want to lighten your load or, or if you have some breakable souvenirs yeah. that you actually really need to get in that luggage put some like extra clothes in there that you don't need yeah just you know Whatever your itinerary is in Alaska, just look at whatever the last port is and, you know, look around to see if there are any, you know, places you can ship from. And I didn't even think of this until we were in Skagway and one of the gift shops offered to mail mail our souvenirs home for us. You know, they, they had a stack of, you know, those prepaid, uh, what are those, priority mailboxes. Right. And they were just, you know, putting shipping labels on instead of putting your stuff in a you know shopping bag for you to walk out with thought that was a great idea and kind of gave us the idea hey uh, if you accumulate enough stuff you can just go mail it and if you're looking for a box i'm sure you could ask at guest services on board if there are any boxes that are available you know from you know everything on the ship they've got to have something that you could, they'd be willing to pass off to you that you can throw your stuff in, take that box ashore, and ship it. That's true. Thank you. Obviously, you're paying a little more for 
shipping to the lower 48 from Alaska. It might take some extra time, but, you know, it might be a little more convenient than, you know, having to pay that extra fee once you go to the airport for the luggage, you know, over on the luggage or, you know, just the hassle of, you know, taking that extra duffel bag worth of stuff home, you know, through the airports and hotels and whatever travels you have back to your home. Another question we had is about what's the temperature like? I mean, what's it like on board? Are you, is, you know, inside the ship, dining rooms, is it cold, is it warm? I would say it was comfortable. It's the same as, I mean, the, it's temperature controlled. Mm-hmm. So same it, as when we're on the Caribbean. I mean, when it, we're walking around, it I were... It doesn't feel as drastically cold inside on the ship as it does, say, if you were in St. Thomas all day and then you got back on board. Yeah, I mean, I would say we wore, like, Isabel and I would wear, like, leggings or yoga pants, like, comfy stuff Mm -hmm. around the ship, pants and, you know, like, a long-sleeve T-shirt. I mean, we were fine. Yeah. I never felt, I mean, there are times on, you know, the Caribbean cruises where I'm just freezing inside. You're not the litmus test. Those I, I know. Yeah. But, you know, if anybody, maybe like me from Florida, I, I've, I never felt freezing. I never felt hot. You know, that whole idea of dressing in layers works out because you can put some of those lighter layers on in the ship. Or Do you guys have anything that you wish you would have packed that you didn't or added no. to the list? No, I I was happy with with what we took. Yeah. Because we used that list though. It's, I mean, it's pretty down pat. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, we. I I would say that I didn't have anything I should have had, but I knew I should have taken it, but I didn't. So, you know, that's on me for not following my own advice. Uh, I mean, if there's any one thing I would I would make sure that. I, t- I pack, it's my outer raincoat, that jacket, because, you know, it's no fun having wet clothes, you know, at 11 o'clock in the morning when you're going to be in port for another four hours walking around doing stuff. It's just no fun. So any other things you would uh, make sure you pack? Jackets. Camera. I mean, I take a sweater for the dining room on the Caribbean cruise, so, you know. I mean, that's that's really our, the things that we focus on the most that are different from packing for a general cruise, you know, say the Caribbean Bahamas. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't really seem like much, but that's what we focused on is being the important, you know, the key differences between, you know, how we focus on packing for a kind of beach a beachy uh cruise vacation versus a alaskan port exploring kind of cruise and uh, a colder weather climate like that we hope this helps you on your uh, next alaskan cruise yeah and if you have any follow-up questions just you know make sure you tweet at scott or email them or whatever you know you want to do and we'll be happy to answer them Adios. Hi. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, 
Follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Disney Cruise Line blog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321-765-3252. 